It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. And all I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. all here with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on great radio stations all around the country each and every week. And this is all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. You can reach any of the advisors featured here. Just give them a call, 800-662-6808. Better yet, just text PIZZA to 600 Today's financial nuggets come from Coach Pete Deruta, where he answers a listener question regarding life insurance. Mark Giels explains how to stress test your portfolio. Richard Pelletier has some thoughts on the proposed tax changes. And Dave Perkins revisits 1979 in a Through the Years segment. But first, that was quite a week this week. That was the week that was. It's over. Let it go. It was a mostly down week in the market until Thursday, and that's when the S&P closed at its highest level since March. Things continued in a positive vein Friday as stock indexes rose as better than expected third quarter earnings reports were released. Now, if that continues, the S&P will have a winning week. The Dow was up 290 points at Friday's opening. Elsewhere, Bitcoin near the $60,000 level. It actually went over that at one point. Investors were optimistic about the chance of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission approving the first Bitcoin futures exchange traded fund. The Labor Department said Thursday that unemployment claims dropped 36,000 to 293,000 last week for the second straight drop. Now, that translated to the smallest number of people applying for benefits since the week of March 14, 2020. Now, that's good news, right? Well, on the surface, anyway. It was also reported, though, that we're quitting our jobs in record numbers with about 3% of workers doing so in the month of August. Odd times, that's for sure. Mortgage rates, well, they continued their rise this week. Freddie Mac says 30-year fixed rate average climbed 3.05%. That was 2.99% a week ago. That's the highest since April. On to inflation. Oh, yeah, there's a cheery subject, isn't it? Now, at the wholesale level, inflation rose 8.6% in September. That compares to a year ago. Now, that's the biggest increase since the 12-month change was first calculated in 2010. And speaking of big increases, Social Security recipients will get a 5.9% boost in their benefits for 2022. That's the largest increase in, get this, 39 years. All right, that translates to an average of 92 bucks a month. The estimated average Social Security payment for a retired worker will be about $1,657 a month next year. A typical couple, their benefits would rise by $154 to a combined $2,753 per month. Well, there's no word yet on the Medicare Part B premium, how much that's going to go up. But one thing is certain, it's not going to go down. And that, of course, comes right off the top of that monthly Social Security check. TikTok. Who knew? Hey, for most of us, TikTok is the place where we see people doing strange or odd things on camera. Well, it's a bit more than that for some retailers. In fact, it's being dubbed the next as-seen-on-TV phenomenon. 
<laughs> really? A candy store in New York found themselves selling out of a fruit gummy candy. Turns out people would buy the gummies and video themselves biting into them, squirting artificially colored jelly from their mouths. Now, once the store figured out it was because of TikTok, the chain of about 100 stores embraced it, and it's become part of the marketing strategy. It's Sugar, that's I-T apostrophe Sugar, It's Sugar, a VP of merchandising says they now have signs up with the app's logo in stores, and now goods from TikTok make up 5 to 10% of weekly sales. Well, but wait, there's more. Barnes & Noble promotes book recommendations with signs that say hashtag book talk. That's pushed paperbacks up on the bestseller list. Amazon has a whole section called Internet Famous. And the hashtag TikTok made me buy, it has more than 5 billion views. And the app has made a number of products, surprise hits, including feta cheese, <laughs> really, leggings, cleaners, and a whole lot more. Now, what works is largely up to chance, of course, but if your product makes it big, it can mean big things. Companies are known to give the creators of some videos with free stuff and paying them to appear in commercials. But what about Instagram and YouTube, you say? Well, people seem to gravitate toward TikTok because they feel it's a real person telling me a story. All I can say is stay tuned. All right, enough of all that. Let's get this pizza cooking. For that, we turn to America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta. The show is Financial Safari, and in this clip, Coach is joined by advisor Greg Berrien and producer Thomas Lipscomb. Thomas brings Coach a listener question. Paul wrote in and said, uh, how much or how old should you be uh, to get life insurance? Is it necessary when my wife and I retire? Well, here's the answer. You're never too old to have life insurance, but the correct industry answer is we need a life insurance needs analysis first. That's it. We need to see what you really need. And the numbers, Greg, are staggering. When I've, I've read an article a few months ago, and I should have brought it into the show, but it said that the number of people who are underinsured for life insurance is like 90% or something. It's a, it's a gigantic Whoa. number. It's huge. Yeah. That's because, enormous. Thomas, you know, life insurance costs money. It does. And yes. also when you buy life insurance, you're admitting you're going to die. <laughs> That's Not a positive thing, psychologically, necessarily. <laughs> psychologically, but, all right, so would you rather die and leave your spouse in a position where they have to pack up and move real quick because they can't afford the house payment anymore? Or would you rather pass away and know that your spouse is going to be taken care of and not have to make rash decisions? Yeah, exactly. And then let's, let's do the reason why I have increased my life insurance tremendously the last couple of years is the fact of life insurance is not just for people passing away anymore. Mm -hmm. no. So I always say in any industry – we don't know everything about everything in every industry. I don't know how to repair a car anymore. I mean, I used to, but now it's all computers, right? So would I try to go to Google and fix the car myself, or would I take it into the experts and let them fix it? Exactly. Experts. And so I just trust the experts on this. And with life insurance, what we're talking about now is the fact it's called a living benefit. And so you can actually, while you're still alive, reach in and take some of your death benefit out. Let's say it's a $5 million policy and you have to go to a long-term care facility. They call this a living benefit. You're, you're still here, but you're going to benefit from your life insurance policy. That's unheard of in historically looking kind of features, Greg. Yeah. So I don't need a long-term care policy. Wow. Because my life insurance now, I can reach in and take the money out and, and tax-free, by the way, and pay the, the uh, long-term care facility. 
pretty that's, amazing that's concept. That's very interesting. Now, what happens to people, say you already have a life insurance plan, whether it's term or whole, uh, is there still room for folks like that to be able to take advantage of this? Yes. Now, here's there's a two- or three-part answer to that. Number one is you never know what you don't know. Sure. And, Greg, you can agree or disagree on this, but it's over the last five years or so, life insurance rates have come way down. Well, yeah, people are living longer. Well, but doesn't mean More insurance time. companies had to lower the rates. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. But they, they have come down because of competition, because insurance companies are competing against each other, and they, can, they have to come up with better benefits for you. So what does that mean to you if you already have a policy? You need an analysis of that policy, a review of that policy, where we call the company directly with you with us and have them answer questions you might not have thought to ask. You know, Coach, um, the first time I ever saw a, a policy like that with living benefits was 17 years ago. I was working for American General, and I actually bought one for myself and my wife. Yep. And the you would get, if on a, on a chronic illness, maybe 50% on the dollar. Yeah, now. well, it's changed now. They let you take the cash out. It's an indemnity oh, thing, yeah. so they'll write the check to you, and you decide if you want to pay the long-term care it, facility it, or not. Or if you want long-term wow. care from at home, you can do that if you have a big enough policy. Now, long-term care at home is a lot more expensive than going to the yeah. facility. But wouldn't it be great to be in a position to decide on your terms if you either want to go to a facility or stay at home and not have it cost you a penny out of your pocket? That is an enormous <laughs> amount of control. Yep. And so then let's say you pass away like we all do. There's a nice chunk of change going to your next of kin where they don't have to worry anymore. You could set it up as an income plan for them, too, where they can get income and, or a plan where, where basically you have it in a trust where the kids can't blow the money right away because that happens a lot of times. Can you imagine giving an 18-year-old a half a million bucks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine no. trying to spend it back then. Yeah, exactly. I, I can, too. I can, too. But, you know, when I was growing up, and, Greg, you probably the same way, Thomas, you, too, I didn't have much money. And so I made I – had a happy, I had a happy childhood. Mm-hmm. I didn't know – what money money was just a an ends to the means not a means to the end so That's i basically right. I, I had fun even though i didn't have much money you got to look at life insurance very differently these days it's worth having a conversation with an advisor if you'd like give coach pete and the team at capital financial a call 800-662-6808 just text pizza to 600-700 they'll get it there too financial safari can be heard on a number of radio stations around the country and you can also get the podcast by visiting financialsafari.com or you can subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts pizza up next is mark Giels from sioux city iowa the show is mark on money and in this clip mark and i are talking about risk in your retirement portfolio and how to make sure your money remains safe you know what's your what's your volatility and what's the risk in your portfolio and so remember risk is different you know risk is a word that you know i hate it's a really a four-letter word i don't like using but a lot of people you know use it because they say my portfolio is not that risky and i always say well you know what risk is a relative term it's kind of like cold um so if you ask somebody from san diego what the definition of cold is and you ask somebody what the definition of cold is in minneapolis you're going to get two distinct answers. Yes, you will. <laughs> um, you know, cold is probably 50 degrees uh, in San Diego, and in and in Minneapolis, it's probably minus 20 degrees. I think that's fair. Um, and so, and so, risk is also uh, something that I ask people. I says, well, how risky is your portfolio? And the answer I get a lot is, well, you know what? It's it's fairly conservative. There's, there, you know, I've told my advisor or I position my portfolio, and it's diversified. You know, so there's not a lot of risk in my portfolio. And, you know, that may be true, you know, but what I find is when we do it, when we do a portfolio analysis, and here's what I found after doing hundreds and hundreds and thousands of these uh, over the years, is that 
we usually come back with a portfolio that looks something similar to this. Um, the person has 2,100 individual stocks in their portfolio because they own all kinds of different stuff, mutual funds, ETFs, uh, index funds, et cetera. Um, and they've got maybe 4,000 individual bonds. And then we compare it to the S&P 500. And what we find is, on a lot of cases, is that the portfolio that they have that they think is not as risky actually is more volatile than the S&P 500 index and has produced a lower return. So that's the first thing that we do is we look at a portfolio, we look at what has this thing done in the past? What is it expected to do? If we go through a pandemic crash or we go through a 2008, 2009 financial crisis, or we go through something worse, uh, what is that going to do to that portfolio? In other words, how much money is that portfolio going to lose? Um, and, you know, that's an interesting, you know, most people don't know. You know, they think their portfolio is conservative, and then they find out after we do the analysis that's actually more risky than putting your money in 100% equities. Well, that's why I think it's important for folks to take advantage of coming in and sit down with you and just going through it, just to let you, you know, bring that portfolio, you put it through that stress test, and, and you know, eyes get opened that way. Yeah, and then the other part, so that's number one, and then number two, the question is, well, what is it costing you to uh, have your money invested and you know that's kind of another interesting um another interesting um exercise and most people have no idea they don't know what they're actually paying um if they're paying an advisory fee and it's and it's clear and transparent um they might they might answer correctly it's like well i'm paying one percent you know or or you know that type of an answer but there's additional costs in investment portfolios whether it's in your 401k whether it's in mutual funds, whether it's in ETFs, because each underlying investment, unless you own 100% individual securities, in other words, they're all individual stocks, they're all individual bonds, um, there are not any ETFs, there are no mutual funds, then you can actually see what you are paying for costs. You know, there might be, a, you know, a small underlying trading cost, um, you know, if the portfolio is being traded, uh, but if it's inside of a managed portfolio or inside of mutual funds, those mutual funds a lot of times, you know, carry quite a few uh, individual costs that you don't know about. And so we go through, you know, an x-ray analysis to determine what's it actually costing you in that portfolio. And people are surprised when you know, those costs come back and maybe it's one and a half to two percent and sometimes it's two to three percent. Um, and so if if you look at, you know, the overall stock market in the last 20 some years has averaged just a little over seven percent. And if your cost to your portfolio is two to three percent, that's that's 30 to 40 percent of the total return of your investments that have gone towards cost. So it's important to know what you're actually paying and what are the actual costs you see and what are the costs that you don't see? Hidden fees are a thing. We call them financial termites. 
Make sure you know what you're paying in fees. You can reach Mark and the team by calling 800-662-6808. Text PIZZA to 600-700. You can catch Mark's show, Mark on Money, Sunday mornings at 730 on KSCJ 1360 AM and 94.9 FM in Sioux City. Visit their website at EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. That's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. Pizza! Ah, time for a little nostalgia break. Here's Dave Perkins with a look back at 1979. Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. 1979. The China Syndrome. On March 16th that year, the movie The China Syndrome was released in theaters. It was about a nuclear plant that came very close to a meltdown. But a government official said that a breakdown in an atomic power plant in Pennsylvania today is probably the worst nuclear reactor accident to date. Twelve days later, in a real-life situation, a partial meltdown of a nuclear reactor occurred at Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania. Talk about unintentional but effective movie marketing. Later in 1979, the Ayatollah Khomeini returned and Iran became an Islamic state. Soon after, Americans were taken hostage at the U.S. Embassy, and TV created a news show around it, hosted by Ted Koppel. This is an ABC News special, The Iran Crisis. America held hostage. It would later become Nightline. Pink Floyd released The Wall in late 1979. It was one of those themed rock opera albums. So for all who think the only music in 1979 was disco, well, there you go. Before many of the young fans could get in, there was tragedy. Tragedy struck in Cincinnati when 11 fans were killed and dozen injured at a concert by The Who. People are gathering over at Fountain Square with candlelight and remembrance of friends lost in the night. This terrible event was featured in a special episode of WKRP in Cincinnati. The yearly inflation rate was 11.2%. In October 1979, in an effort to battle high inflation, Fed Chairman Paul Volcker drastically raised the federal funds rate, and with that, interest on mortgages and everything else. Oil prices in 1979 increased around the world, leading to panic buying and the infamous gas lines. Movies included Alien, Kramer vs. Kramer, and Superman, who will now spin around the Earth at the speed of light and take us back to the present. We've now arrived safely back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. At pizza. Now we head to West Salem, Massachusetts. That's where Richard Pelletier calls home, and it's his version of Financial Safari. Now, in this clip, Richard is talking about the proposed tax changes on the horizon and what it could mean to retirees and even their beneficiaries. Oh, boy. Uh, what, what we're seeing in the fine print of those 2,567 pages of the Build It Better proposal in the House is just amazing. Uh, the representation that only people who make $400,000 uh, are going to pay the tax. Never have I seen such bait and switching on my entire life. Let me tell you how this really works. First of all, uh, you know, you you sell that investment you you made. It could have been a, a, a good investment in the stock market. It could have been a two-family or a six-family, whatever the case may be, and you make a huge capital gains. You put that in with your other income for the year, and guess what your tax return says? You're going to be in a much higher tax bracket, okay? Uh, you know, you sell a piece of property that you inherited from mom and dad. It's a summer property. It's their, their primary home, and under the current rules, 
uh, you inherit that on the value of capital gains as your basis is what it was valued on the day of your parents' death. I remember I just told you, uh, my dad built some subdivision years ago. Uh, let's say that uh, you inherit one of those houses uh, from your parents. They do, they're proposing to do away with a step-up basis on day of death and what will be substituted as a cost basis is your parents' cost. So they bought that house for $9,900. Now it's for sale for $390. You will pay capital gains on almost the entire selling price. Wow. Because you, you know, so doing away with a step-up mm-hmm. basis, that's in there. Uh, capital gains being modified. Uh, the estate tax is being dropped from $11 million down to three. Now, people driving down the road right now saying, $3 million? I don't have $3 million. Well, if you're the kind of guy that's listening that I want to end in my offices now and talk about, you've got the better part of a million. We've been talking about, you know, inflation. Uh, we're talking about the rule of 72, the things we've been trying to teach you over the years we've been doing this course. What do you think if the average yield on your portfolio is 8 or 9 or 10%? How fast would that 1 million become 2 million? A lot faster than you think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, how about the house? Uh, you know, the house at the, the shore, you bought it for $150,000. Today it's worth three fifty. dollars What's it going to be worth 15, 20 years from now? A lot more. So a lot of people are already in a Massachusetts estate tax situation. They're going to find themselves in a federal tax uh, situation a lot more often than they think. And they're not always going to be millionaires and billionaires. Trust me on that one. Certainly food for thought. If you'd like to have a conversation with Richard and the team at Help to Retire, give them a call, 800-662-6808. Text PIZZA to 600-700. I encourage you to visit the website, helptoretire.com. That's helptoretire.com. You can find Financial Safari with Richard Pelletier Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on News Radio 560 WHYN in Springfield, Massachusetts, or you can stream it on the iHeartRadio app. All of the shows are found on the website, too. Pizza! One more clip, and this pizza will be done and ready for delivery. And for that, we turn once again to Coach Pete DeRuda. The show is Rock on Retirement. And joining Coach Pete are NHL Hall of Fame broadcaster Chuck Caton and producer Thomas Lipscomb. It's a lively discussion about longevity and retirement. But I, I thought we'd talk about the shifting sands of retirement planning and retirement in general and the future of retirement. Chuck, are we going to live longer or shorter in, 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 in history oh, in, in I, the future? I think a lot. Well, when you say a lot longer, you're going to talk three, five year, maybe average longer than uh, the last generation, possibly. Well, funny you'd say that. Thomas, what do you think? Uh, you know, I, I would go with Chuck as well. Yeah. And when we look at now, up until COVID happened, our lifespans were increasing. But right before COVID happened, and yeah. this was before COVID too, we had taken a downward trend in oh. life spans and life expectancy because of just because I guess of different things that are popping up. Now COVID is really putting a a wrench into that plan as well, but we still have to plan to age 121. That's Mm -hmm. the way we plan. We build all our plans to 121. That means age 121. Remember on uh, Chuck, remember on the Today Show, Willard Scott would come on. I think he's passed away by now, but he would come on and feature the people who turned 100. Absolutely. Because not many people were turning 100, Thomas. It was a big deal. Now there's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people turning 100. And you know what I remember about that? I remember he was sponsored by Smuckers. Oh, by Smuckers. Jelly. Remember that? Uh, No, I don't, Chuck. Oh, okay. But you do. You're too young. Uh, I do remember uh, the Polanter All Fruit. You know, he said, please please pass the jelly. Yeah. You remember that commercial? 
commercial I times? I don't know that one. No. And they would yeah. give him dirty looks because yeah. he, he, he yeah, whatever. All right. So key <laughs> findings in retirement, though, in a study put out by HSBC, 52% of working age people think low interest rates mean they will need to work longer. Now, that's kind of scary. My grandma and her sister were living off, they were school teachers, and they, when they retired, they had money in CDs. And I remember they would live off the interest checks from those CDs every quarter, Thomas. That's yeah. incredible. I couldn't imagine doing that. I, yeah. I, we, I've not seen interest rates like that in my lifetime. I no, think. no. And so interest rates were 15, 16, 17% if you borrow money and maybe 12 to 14% if you were saving. So if you had 100000 in, that would be like $14,000 a year you could get, bring in. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't sound like much today, but we're talking about the, the 60s, 70s, 80s. That was a, a good chunk of change. It was. And that was enough to pay the expenses and even have a little fun. Now, their fun wasn't what people do nowadays because there was no thing called the Internet, which makes you think that you're not having as much fun as other people are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Twitter or any of those yeah. other things. Yeah. So the secret, though, of, of life in general is making sure you have that proper plan put together. Again, with 52% of folks uh, saying they're going to have to work longer because interest rates are lower, there is a, there's a positive flip side to that, though. With low interest rates, you can pay off your debts faster, and you can refinance your high-interest rate mortgages to a lower rate and trap the bank in accepting a very low rate for very low payment for a very long time. Thomas, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. And it's interesting. Can you tell me that report as well? Does it say they think they're going to have to work longer because of low interest rates or they're going to have to? Because I think there could be a a conversation even around perspective and and what you think you're going to be able to do versus reality. Well, let's think. And everyone has their own opinion, right? So uh, they think. And so I see a lot of people like that too. And what we say is, well, maybe you don't have the, why you have the money under the pillow or in the bank anyway. Right. And it's because they want the money not to go away and they want the money to be safe. I said, well, maybe you don't have it in the the right safe place because there are safe places that give you an income stream you can never outlive. We call it, of course, the financial fill-up strategy. So you can get a total retirement plan a total retirement plan is not just having all money in the CD or at the bank and say, I'm just going to draw money out when I need it because it could go away. We need to make sure you have lifetime income that has growth, protection, and then lifetime income. And the three main ingredients is to preserve, protect, and defend your retirement. Good insight for sure. And you can catch Rock on Retirement Saturday mornings at 7 o'clock on Classic Rock 100.7 WRDU in Raleigh, North Carolina. Also available on the iHeartRadio app. It's also a podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Call Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial 800-662-6808 or text Pizza to 600-700. Oh, visit rockonretirement.com too for lots more stuff. If you want to know more about Coach Pete, PeteOnDemand.com. So that's it. Episode 123 of Financial Pizza is complete and ready for that no-contact delivery. And if you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you each and every week, well, then subscribe to it. It'll be in your podcast collection each and every week. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or anywhere that you download a podcast. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure to rate and share this podcast. We would really appreciate it. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country every week, brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling them at 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 600-700. Visit FinancialPizza.com to learn more. You can reach me by email, Steve at FinancialPizza.com. Find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. I want to thank Dave Perkins for contributing that trip back in time this week. 
Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall, and originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. There's a website for you to check out if you'd like us to produce your radio show, broadcastingexperts.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. Going to be back again next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.